This is the Bobacon Podcast, brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers online casino and sportsbook app today. McCallan there, Shannon here on a uh, Friday, last uh, day of the uh, week. Went quick, but we only did four shows because Monday was New Year's Day, Bob. Oh, yeah, that's right. By the way, it's good to have you back. Thank really you. Is. It's good to be back. And and let me just, uh, while we have the time, I, I want to thank a few people. Um, Dave Hodge, Darren Millard, Richard Deitch, Paul Jones, Matt Devlin. Guys that uh, took Bill time Lane. out of their uh, their weeks to uh, to fill in uh, yeah. over the uh, over the last six months while you were recuperating, uh, they carried the show most of the time, as you would probably understand, uh, and they did it uh, out of loyalty to both you and me, and that was uh, greatly appreciated. So thank you to those guys for contributing Very much. to uh, the uh, the show. Yeah. So today is one of uh, today is one of those days that is is one of my favorites every year we do it and. Uh, uh, as the as 2023 ended, you uh, if you're a balloter for the Baseball Hall of Fame, you have to have your ballot in by December 31st. Right. Uh, this gives us an opportunity to look at the uh, the list of of people that are going to be in the Hall of Fame and who's got a chance, who doesn't have a chance. And we're going to talk to our pals Elliot and Perkins about it. It's a strange, you know. Baseball is a di- different one because it's so transparent, Bob, which I think is its best asset, don't you? Well, what do you mean by transparent? Well, well, I think the fact that we know who's who's nominated, we know who's got a chance to oh, go in. Oh, you mean the Hall of Fame balloting? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've yeah. long thought that. You know, that, you know every, uh, they do All the others right. are secretive. All the others are secretive, right? They are, and I don't like that at all. So and, and and the other aspect of it is is that there isn't really a nomination process in baseball. It's just time. If, if you're really, out of if you're out of major you league baseball, really, yeah, right. Uh, and so there's a ton of players that are are certainly eligible. Um, and uh, both Elliot and Perkins, Elliot still votes. Perkins doesn't anymore. I think this is the first year he's off. It is. Uh, yeah. Both have uh, both have opinions on players and. Trust that I know you, Mr. McCowan, have opinions about it as well. Well, let me say that I don't think this year is a very good year. I, you know, there's no, in my opinion, there's no standout, remarkable, has to be in the Hall of Fame guy this year uh, or guys, uh, which shouldn't necessarily mean we won't pay attention or should pay attention. It just makes it, I think, a lot more difficult for the voters. Right. Because they feel a necessity to have guys on their list. But if you really ask them, a lot of those guys, they don't believe should be in the Hall of Fame. They believe they're the best of an inferior lot. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's we'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that with Bob Elliott and uh, and Dave Perkins, and we'll probably touch on the what the Toronto Blue Jays have done, or probably more importantly, Not haven't done, done yeah. in the off season. That's McCowan. I'm Shannon on the McCowan podcast for a Friday. Back after this. Hi, this is Bob McCowan for BetRivers.com. Hey, if you're looking for a sports book or casino app, you should check out the BetRivers Sports and Casino app today. Play all of your favorite casino games for real money anywhere and anytime. 
Plus, get in the action with each sports game with hundreds of sports betting options. And get ready to feel like a VIP because you'll earn both loyalty level points and bonus store points on every real money wager you make. You must be 19 plus, available in Ontario only. Please play responsibly. If you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, contact Connex Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 or speak to an advisor free of charge. BetRivers.com. It's the end of the week on the McCowan Podcast. Bob and John joined by Dave Perkins, Bob Elliott. This is the time of year we uh, usually sit down and go through both Elliott and Perkins' Baseball Hall of Fame ballot. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I know, Dave, you don't vote anymore because, you know, that semi-retirement, you're not allowed to vote after 10 years. Correct. Bob, do you yeah, still, I, Bob, I, I Bob, the Bob, do you still vote? Yes, sir. Okay. So, uh, but before we do the ballot, because uh, everybody had to have their ballot in, and it's interesting, they had to have their ballot in by mail still. It had to be posted. Wow, what a thought, a posted uh, letter to the Baseball Hall of Fame. Um, Our mail service is so good. Yeah. <laughs> well, as long as it had that 31st on it, uh, Bob, you were okay. Um, we, we better have a quick thought about uh, – your favorite baseball team and uh, Ross Atkins this week and his thoughts about, Hey, this is a pretty good roster. We still have some holes to fill, but we're not as bad as we, uh, we thought we were. Perk, what do you think? Well, I think they are yeah, as bad as we thought they were. Yeah. <laughs> they, they haven't addressed anything as far as I can see. I, I mean, kind of fluff is a nice player. And, uh, I'm glad they got Kiermaier back catching the ball is hugely important, but uh you know, there's there's no big splashes, that's for sure. And uh, I'm not saying big splash is the way to go. I, I'm not so sure Otani was the right guy, but uh, he sold them some tickets. So, uh, you know, what else matters, right? Bob? Yeah, they, uh, they, the people, the reaction to Connor Palefa seems to be like, uh, what do we need this guy for? He's the fourth best second baseman behind Biggio and Snyder and Espinal. Well, rightly or wrongly, I don't think they think any of those three guys are, are everyday players. I mean, so this this guy this guy has played every day. Uh, not not uh, outstanding defense. Sorry, he has provided outstanding defense, not offense. But uh, they they don't feel any of those three guys are are, uh, are everyday guys. Are you are you satisfied with a an outfield of Varsho? Kiermaier and Springer, Bob? Uh, no, I think they need another bat, whether it's uh, – well, it could be a DH, I guess. But they need another hitter, you know, whether it's Bellinger or J.D. Martinez or somebody uh, – or Soler. They, they they don't have enough uh, – their problem last year was that they didn't hit enough home runs. They were very right. – they took a deep dive uh, offensively, and uh, I don't see how they rectified this uh, – this problem, Kiermaier, once again, uh, like uh, uh, Falefa, he's he's going to be good defensively, but not he's not going to put up 30, 35 home runs for you. He'll catch the ball, like Perk said. This general manager, two years ago, decided to go with defense in the outfield and gave up his two-corner uh, 
outfielders who both had uh, fairly significant um, offensive ability. And uh, he, he didn't replace them with anything last year. They, they, the reason they didn't have more success last season was because their outfield produced virtually no power and very little total offense. And he has done nothing to address that this season. Do you agree, Perk? No, I, Varsho had 20 home runs. He's the best defensive outfielder in what the league. Hit? What did he what? hit? Right. He had a bad batting average. Guriel hit 250. So, like, like, don't fall in love with Guriel. He was brutal defensively. Terrible defensive. Uh, yeah. T. Oscar Hernandez, they didn't trade for him so he could bat seventh most of the year, lead the league in strikeouts, and then not get tendered. Like, that's what they thought of T. Oscar Hernandez. So, let's not fall in love too much with these guys. Springer was fine. The reason their pitching was so good last year, one of the main reasons, is that they caught the ball. You yeah. have to catch the ball. We've seen enough crummy defense. Yeah, but they're not they're going to win any more games. If they and the reason they didn't hit is because the, is because the first baseman was in a sulk all year, never hit anything. Chapman was an out for five months. Bichette yeah. didn't get a lot of big hits. The one guy in the team who got big hits was Jansen, and he got hurt. So, you know what I mean? You're what you've just documented is an offense that is virtually inept. Whatever sure. the reason. So, Did so they this hire another manager address that? They hire another hitting coach. No, I, I don't. And, I like and, and some more hitting coaches, yeah. Yeah, they, they got 15 hitting coaches now, as far as I can tell. They got and, an offensive coordinator, yeah. <laughs> oh, I got that. Exactly. Come on, get the titles right, Perk. Yeah, I mean, they're reinventing the wheel on stuff. How about getting guys, you know, big hairy-ass guys to go out and hit? And it's one or two of them, and the eight would be fine. Well, to me, that that does reek of trying to find a guy like JT Martinez, who, let's face it, that's all he can do, if that. Sure. Right, Bob? Yeah, yeah, he can hit. And uh, I've heard Justin Turner too, but uh, who basically hit the same year with the Red Sox as he did with the Dodgers. But uh, I, I don't know. They uh, there isn't, you know, Otani was was uh, Plan A and uh, Soto was B, and there's no Plan C or D or E. You know what I mean? You are down the we're down the packing order here. It's it's like they skipped. If it was a draft, it's like they sat out for five rounds, like the St. Louis Blues did that one year. Whoa, good hockey reference there at Bob Elliott. Perina, right? Perina? Well, started... Perina, that, they threw the keys on the table and said we're out. That's right. I was in a past life, yeah. <laughs> hey, um, uh, and, and what about third base? What What is going to happen, Perk, do you think, at third base? Well, they, they, they're going to have a couple of guys that are going to hit the ball, catch the ball. I don't know. But to me, that's it's usually an offensive position, but uh, – God only knows. I mean, which of these guys will hit? They, I mean, the the guy they brought up last year, Schneider. Remember, you couldn't get him out for a week, and then he didn't play for two weeks for whatever reason. But uh, and then he played again, then he hit hit again. So I don't know if if he's the kind of guy you want to see 
too regularly. But I mean, they got a lot of options. They, they, you know, you know how it works here anyway. They, in the fifth inning, somebody, you know, sends an email to somebody and, and they, and they pinch hit anybody anyway. So you know how it works. And then everybody's surprised once uh, the moves take place, you know. Does, nobody thinks Chapman is coming back, do they? Well, well I, they'll, I, pay, they'll pay good for him if he is. Cause he's I was going to say, Scott, Scott Boris thinks uh, that he's the most valuable uh, commodity in the free agent market these days. He's He's got the price up there pretty high, doesn't he, Bob? Yes. Well, he's got he's got uh, he's got four guys, I think, real good ones. Uh, that uh, they're all uh, they're all. Uh, I don't think he's going to get anybody with a record-breaking contract like uh, like Alex Rodriguez or anybody like that. But he, he's uh, they'll they'll do well. I think he's got he's got Snell too. Who else has he got? Uh, has he got Ballinger too? I think. I yeah. think so. Yeah. Yeah. Ballinger. <laughs> And 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 all of this, the, the whole Otani story, and then these last couple of weeks, the the distraction of what they do with last year's uh, opening day pitcher has uh, has there's been enough of a distraction. What do you, what, what happens to Alec Manoa, Bob Elliott? I'm not sure. There, he really, he, to my knowledge, he hasn't spoken. Uh, he's he uh, apparently he didn't go to to Buffalo when he was supposed to, and uh, he was upset. He was upset that uh, Kuchi was uh, was uh, demo- wasn't demoted the year before, and uh, and and he was. So I mean, he got bad advice. You got, I mean, Carlos Delgado got sent down. I mean, I think he had uh, at one time in early April he had more sing more home runs than singles, and and he was playing left field. You remember that perk and. You know, Gaston brought him back, and he was uh, he was uh, he was at first base, and he, he never went down again. But lots of people have been sent down, except for sure. John Oliver, I guess. Huh. Mantle got sent down. You know, lots yeah. of people. Well, I, the the question for me is, um, and you guys are you guys have been around this game a long time. Do, do you want someone like him? on your roster and 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 is this the one sport where you can say listen we don't care about all the the off-field um circus uh we just want him to pitch and if he can pitch we're gonna ju- we're gonna accept him perk it depends how good he is it, 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 gillick you know bob remembers gillick used to say you put up with shit from some guys but it, they better perform and if they don't perform you're not putting up with anything so, I mean, it's kind of the way it is. The better a guy is, the more nonsense they'll they'll accept. That, that's that's all. I mean, that's basically as old as baseball. All right. Know? But I, I don't know why you guys are so uh, worried about the Jays. They've had a great winter. You know, Wander Franco's going to jail. The best player in the division. So uh, that's the best news the Jays could get. <laughs> well, you are uh, you are a piece of work. Because I don't know what do you have uh, an inv- some kind of investment in the Blue Jays or something? What? No, that, I, I'm teasing. That's a joke. But uh, I understand. <laughs> but you still, year after year, you come on this program and rip the Blue Jays at this time of year for the lack of. I just uh, did. 
I think I just did. But, uh, did you? Yeah. You, did, you did a good. You did a good job too. That's good. I'm proud of you. So I slipped that one past apparently, but that's uh, okay. Well, All I'm right. not as confident as you guys are. I'll say that. Well, these two guys aren't confident at all. So that means you're less confident, McCowan. I am a lot less confident. But I have no optimism for this year. They're you know, Baltimore's set. got a good team. Baltimore's got a real good team. Tampa's always good for reasons I don't certainly never seem to understand, but they always are. Uh, the Yankees are the Yankees. They they went and got Soto. They, I think they're light in pitching, but you know who knows? Uh, Rodon may come back. And then you got Boston, which is, I'm not sure what Boston's doing either. But once again, the American League East is loaded. So you got to play well. Remember that the, the, the great thing the Jays had going for them last year was all these fewer games against the AL East. And they got to play the little sisters of the poor out West and in the Central more, right? And they got to Correct. play the National League. Every, there's so many quitting teams. American League had seven teams last year weren't even trying. Wins were easy to come by. And if you play all your games in the American League East, like the Jays did up until two years ago now, it would have been much, much tougher. So the, the schedule maker did them a favor by by putting, you know, Pittsburgh and Colorado and everything on the schedule all these times. Yeah, for the record. Expect, look, can you expect the pitching to be as good as it was last year? Not just as good, but them to be as healthy. That's the point, Robert. Right on the hammer right on the head of the nail there. They, they, how many times do you see a team go with five starters? Very, very seldom. I think that's yeah. that's all they use. Yeah, not since 1960. They replaced Manoa, excuse me. They're, sorry, four starters didn't miss a start, but the, Manoa was out, and then uh, then they added in Casey Lawrence. No. Um, but they 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 were outside of Manoa. Outside of that, they were like Gosman was healthy, Bassett was healthy, uh, but Rubio, you know, yeah, they, yeah, they were all healthy. Yeah, right. It's the truth. They didn't have one guy go down with an injury of any significance. I missed what more than one start. Yeah, right. But there, the, the entire the, year. That's all. unbelievable. Not, you know, Perk touched on one thing. Is not the reality that if 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 the first baseman, if Latimer Guerrero Jr. hit forty six home runs rather than twenty six home runs, this would be a different conversation. Maybe, maybe. What makes you think though that he'll bounce back this year? If you do, well, I I I don't know that, Bob. I th I'm now starting to wonder if this is the real. Vladimir Guerrero and the one that did hit more than 40 home runs was the exception to the rule. That's what I'm wondering now. Absolutely. He's, I think uh, he's a level player now. I mean, he I know there was an awful lot of anger after he got picked off in Minnesota, but uh, I still think he's awful young to move him or to trade him. I mean, he could, he could hit 46 home runs next year, John. Well, it, I don't think he will, but it's, it's yeah. still there, you know? I would. I think he'd stick with that guy another year. So and so yeah. this this goes to the question of both. I I think for for both Guerrero and Bichette, 
when you're sitting uh, in your uh, in your home in uh, either the you know in, in the Caribbean or in Florida or or Texas wherever you are and you're hearing and reading that the Toronto Blue Jays are prepared to pay 700 million dollars for an individual player and then they don't get them where does that money go does that do, do, do you have a right to sit there and say perk well listen if they don't want to pay him they can pay me and so there's oh. got to be money for me isn't that isn't that a fair assumption under this at this situation? Absolutely, and I'm sure that was the assumption a year ago, when they looked around baseball these these guys and they saw all the guys getting these ridiculous two and three hundred million dollar contracts and said, "What about me? What about me? When am I? Uh, when am I up?" Because because a lot of teams were signing guys long before they 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 needed to. You, you know what I mean? Long before the deadlines specified that you know you sign this guy you lose him so people were locking like including franco people were locking up the young quote-unquote young stars all over baseball and i think every one of them was entitled to say what about me and it's even more so now that that the jays have been exposed for wanting to pay a billion canadian dollars for one player so well i think i think there was a there was a note there was a budget for 2024 with Otani and there's a budget without Otani. I don't think, I don't think they're going to turn around and give uh, scads right. of money to, to, to both of them. I think, I think Bichette would be the, the wiser investment. But no, I, mean, I, 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 I think that, I think that that's probably the, 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 the correct assumption for an internal memo in the Rogers corporation saying, Oh, here's our Otani budget. Here's our non Otani budget. But I don't think Bichette and Guerrero were on the email. No, they get well. They get it's like anything else. They can ask for whatever they want. Are they going to get it? We'll see. We'll see. You know the the way somebody explained it to me with someone with the Blue Jays explained it was Otani's worth twenty five million a year to your team from outside revenue, Japanese advertising, things like that. Twenty five million a year. So if you could get him for fifty. You're really paying 25 for them. 25 just means you're getting an all-star starter this day and age, right? 25 million isn't a remarkable salary, as crazy as that sounds to say, right? I mean, they were paying, they're paying two or three. That's what they paid George Springer, for instance, right? So 25, if they could have stolen Otani for 50, which six months ago we all said he's going to get $50 million a year. Nobody. Nobody said he was going to get 70 million, 68 of it deferred. So, I mean, there was a formula there. I can see it, but uh, that's long out the window. Robert, let me ask you this. Do you think the, the internal revenue in the United States will allow him to escape with 68 million, zero tax? Sure, they let all kinds of criminals go uh, on, uh, on income tax. I don't see why they would pick on him. Maybe because it's Japanese, but foreign national. You know how much tax did your did the former president of the United States pay, Mister Trump? Yeah, but he couldn't pitch. Well, I don't know whether the IRS cares about that or not, but you know. I think there'll be a new law or something. Or a new, I can't see them allowing that much cash to just go out. Well, maybe. Tax-free. 
Yeah. Uh, well, well, the thing is, is that by by the time the contract ends and they end up paying him, perhaps he's still living in the United States, just not in the state of California where the where the state tax is high. He could be in Arizona by then, where there's no tax, or or Texas Florida. where there's no yeah. state tax, or Florida, right? So that I mean, the, he, he, I think he'll end up paying tax, Bob Elliott, but I don't think he'll end up paying, you know, over fifty like as much as you and I. Yeah. Well, no. He doesn't live in our country, Bob. <laughs> That's for sure. So, hey, listen, we're gonna uh, we're gonna pivot. We're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna talk about the Hall of Fame. Mr. Elliot can explain uh, the, a little bit of the process, and then talk about some of the candidates that are on the way to Cooperstown or aren't gonna make the Cooperstown, and what the thresholds are as we talk about the deadline that ex- occurred last week for the ballot for the Baseball Hall of Fame. It's Perkins, Elliot, McCowan, and Shannon here on the McCowan Podcast. Welcome back. We have uh, dissected the Toronto Blue Jays well enough uh, to have no optimism, I think, if uh, if that's the case. Uh, if their pitching is healthy, they got a chance. Anyway, so the whole concept of the show I today... I predict there'll be talk- zero rainouts. <laughs> Thank you. Well, you, you hold, well listen, I, I know they're doing a lot of renovation at, at, at uh, Rogers Centre. Are they fixing the roof, too? I think the roof uh, the roof is all set. Yep, it's working. Okay. working. Beautiful. Um, so, uh, Bob Elliott, you are you are the only one of the four of us that uh, votes uh, on uh, who goes to Cooperstown. You had to have your ballot in uh, officially by last Sunday. Uh, was it a difficult ballot this year to figure out who should go to uh, baseball's Hall of Fame or not? It's uh, always difficult, John. But before we get to the ballot, I'd just like to say uh, it's good to see Robert back on the Zoom call. And uh, it's good to see him when he's not sitting in a restaurant with uh, three ugly guys' pictures looking over his shoulder, and he's the only handsome one there. <laughs> Thank and you. Bobby, well Bobby said. On, on, on Lakeshore sponsor, <laughs> is, a, is a new sponsor to this program, I doubt. I, I assume, brother. Well, you, well, they don't even give us free food. Are you kidding me, Bob? No. <laughs> well, after this plug, they will. <laughs> well, that... <laughs> Uh, so anyway, so what what was the vote like? What was your what was your decision process like? Um, well, I'm at an age, John, where I have to click it up to remember, and I don't want to do that. I'll disconnect you. But I voted for Beltre. Um, uh, let me think. I'm going off or I'm going up. Uh, oh. I voted. I voted for Batista, and I don't think you'll get. Uh, I don't think you'll get five percent, but. Uh, I don't know. He led the he led the he led the big leagues in home runs two years in a row. And uh, there's there's moments like uh, like I voted for Burley, and I was surprised he got five percent. I think he got ten. And uh, Tory Hunter, who I got along with, I voted for him. But the thing about Batista, so I was working for my website. Remember the night Encarnacion hits the home run, right? And uh, so. He comes over to, I was going around interviewing guys and he says, uh, he says, do you need me? And I said, no, I don't need you. He said, well, I see you're working. I'm going to the showers and then I'm getting on the bus to Texas. And uh, I said, no, I don't need you. He said, well, why not? I said, well, I'm writing about the your home run and Edwin's home run and, uh, you know, kind of the memories and stuff like that. He says, well, I pick mine. I said, that's why I'm not asking you. So... <laughs> So, Perk, you know what it's like after the the champagne. They have two squirt, two sips of beer, and 
three spritzes of champagne and it's like three o'clock in the morning, you know, in New York City. They're all gonzo. So I said to him, I said, do me a favor. Uh, when you get down to Texas, he said, what's that? I said, don't lead with your chin this time because of Odor, you know, like if I'd have said that to Donaldson. Yeah, it'd have hit you. Right, you'd have perked, you'd have been right in my obit. Or, or Brett Laurie or even Sprague <laughs> probably, you know, like, but I, I don't know. It was, uh, he's, uh, he was very, uh, I thought he was a stand-up. He could have played, he, he would be, Makeup wise, he'd be like in there with Hanky and Hankin and some of those guys from the World Series teams. Uh, uh, the the bat the bat toss didn't earn him a lot of friends uh, around baseball, but uh, it was it was exciting to watch. Um, I voted for Billy Wagner for the first time. I voted for Sheffield Mauer. Excuse me, Joe Mauer. Yes, I voted for Maurer, yes. Yeah. I, I sent I sent Marno, yes. I sent Marno an email and I said, This is his old roommate. And I said, Do you think he's uh, Hall of Fame worthy? And Marno types back in capitals, you know, like, oh I said, I was just kidding. You know, like he got he got he got the red ass a little bit. Kirk, what about what what's your thought process on this? Is was is this a tough year or is this or or is because there's transparency it's it's always tough well it, it, i mean i voted for 26 years this is my first year i haven't voted uh you know because i hit the limit which is fine i knew it was coming um i took it seriously i i know like if there's 400 voters i know 100 of them you know reasonably well and i would say i, I never met anybody who didn't take it seriously who didn't think it was a privilege and they didn't want to screw up their ballot. And, uh, you know, they, they put a lot into it, I, I would say that. And I did too. And, and I was, this year, I kind of glanced at it because it's, it no longer applies. I, I would have Beltre as a slam dunk. I'd have, I'd have probably gone Maurer. Uh, the guy I would have had to have done the extra research on, it would have been Utley. Uh, you know, Utley's got some pretty good numbers. Uh, you know, it, last year was the last time I voted. And I remember thinking, you know, catching's underrepresented. Second base is underrepresented. You know, I, I, I voted for Kent. I, I, uh, I, I uh, you know, I kind of wish Lou Whitaker were, get, were getting more from the Veterans Committee, people like that. So, uh, I mean, this year wouldn't have been tough. There, there are a lot of guys who just real good ball players who, who are just a little bit short, Batista, David Wright, uh, um, Matt Holliday, you know, uh, guys like that. And then you, there's another level down guys with real good careers, Victor Martinez, that kind of guy, uh, Jose Reyes. They're not hall of famers and nobody no. really thinks they are, but, but you know, you, you got to respect the careers. A lot of these guys had and, uh, you know, I, uh, I mean, forget the steroid thing. Forget the, 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 the cheating thing. Although Beltran, I, I, did you vote for Beltran this year, Bob? No, no, I did not. I didn't last year because, and to me, he's probably a Hall of Famer. But I didn't vote for him because of the, the cheating thing was fresh, and there were other guys to vote for. And I thought maybe next year, and right. in my case, next year didn't come. So. 
I'd have probably voted for Beltran this year if, if I'd been extended one more year. This is this is sort sorry. of go ahead. This no. is um, this is sort of why I have where I have a problem is I respect both you guys, but from year to year you change your ballot. There no. are years where you won't vote for a guy, and then all of a sudden you do, or the other way around. Is that not true? You, you can add you can add guys I, I remember uh for years i didn't vote for kent and then i got convinced to vote for kent uh shy davidi made a great case there's a guy whom i respect and and once i add a guy i always vote for him i never take a guy off my never took a guy off my list except one year when i think we're max of 10 and i had 13 guys and I took somebody off the list that I had voted for the year before because I had to drop three guys. And there, there were so many first-year slam dunks that year. Yeah. Uh, I had to do it. So I, that's the only time in 26 years I ever took a guy off my list. But I, I added guys. as a, you know, Right at the beginning, I didn't vote for Blylevin. And then yeah, likewise, yeah. once I started to vote for him, I voted for him for five, six, seven times, however many it was, until he finally got in. So I never take a guy off the list. But here, that's the point, I think, in part. Like Blylevin. Blylevin didn't do anything in the years between his first nomination. Correct. Um, You're right. You just changed your mind. Change, well, wow. certain, he, uh, uh, changed he, in the way I looked at certain numbers. And in his case, it was the 50 shutouts. And we got into an era where you wouldn't see three shutouts in a season, right? And I well, and you I wouldn't and see I, complete and I, games. And I start to you wouldn't see three complete games, right? And I started to reevaluate and say, well, there were certain, you know, I got to change my opinion on certain things. You know what I mean? It's 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 like uh, uh, ERA in nineteen sixty eight, terrific, but the league ERA was. 2.38 or whatever it was. So all of a sudden a guy with a three, five, maybe wasn't that good. You know what I mean? Like, like your interpretation of things changes, you know, in the 1950s, 22 steals would lead the league <laughs> because it was a different game. People didn't steal. So a guy who only stole a couple of hundred bases in the 1950s, you'd, you'd, you'd look at him today and say, well, hell that's, he's halfway to where he should be. But then you reinterpret the, the game for the time as we do constantly. I, I, I mean, Yogi Berra caught 117 double headers in his career. Nobody, no catcher has caught a double header in I'm guessing 10 years, Bob, what do you think? Uh, so at least, yeah. Do we hold that against Joe Maurer? You see things change. Yeah. But the thing, the thing I was going to say about Bylovin is like Morris, Morris, Jack Morris retired, and the farther he got away from his last game, the worse his numbers were. Bly Levin retired, and the farther he got away from his last game, the better his career got. There was a guy, and uh, I think he was out of California. He lobbied for him, and he, he convinced me. And it wasn't like, hey, you're an idiot. You didn't vote for Bly Levin. It was like, this is why I think you should vote for him. And I don't know, after about five or six emails, the guy convinced me. I said, okay, you got me. I don't. I don't remember how many years it was to go. He, I think he was a 50, what, fifteen, and it was his final year. Was it not perfect? Yeah, maybe. But I, I, I got onto him a little bit 
you know, before. But anyway, it's just, I'm just saying our interpretation of numbers changes. That, that's all I'm saying. But should it? But I think it has to. I, I, yeah. I really do. I think really? it has to because, well, because, you know, because the, I think more than any other professional sport, this game has changed more. You know, yeah, like, like, have changed more. Like, like, like how starting, many, how many, starting pitchers. How many 300 game winners are we going to see? Well, never, that's we're fine, never going to see another you, 300 game hitter. When you're hooked after five innings, you know. How does that fact, and I admit it is a fact, how does that influence your selection to the Hall of Fame on a guy who hasn't played in at least five years, has done nothing, nothing different. His numbers are his numbers. So one day you look at them and they aren't good enough. Right. And 400, 500 days later, they are good enough. Yeah. See, that doesn't make any sense to me. Well, uh, Robert, I think we had this, I don't remember the year, but we had this same discussion on Tony Perez. And you said he didn't get any hits. He didn't get any hits the last, whatever it was, six years. And uh, I said, yeah, but I said, the process works. I said, it's not perfect, but it, it's a good process. Like, how would you, like a lot of guys will say, turn it over to the writers. Or, excuse me, the broadcasters. You want to turn it over to Vince Scully or Ernie Arwell, God rest his soul, fine. But how about that guy in Baltimore this year? All he did was read something from the notes, and they banged him for two weeks. No, no, I'm not suggesting taking okay. the ballot away from you guys. I think in general... Well, I know you're wiser than that. I think in general it's a, it's a decent process, and I like the fact that it's really an open process. What I think I, it's the best. I think it's the best one in in uh, of of the it major sports. Maybe I just. Oh yeah. I just don't understand how from year to year you can change your mind on a particular player. I just don't. Well, there's a voting limit too. Remember that. Well, like, I understand, if, but what that, if you got 14 guys, but you only have 10 that guys. rarely comes out of is rarely a factor. Rarely. It, it did the year, uh, wasn't it? Glavin, Maddox, and uh, who was it? Was it like three? Was it Pedro the same year? Maybe, yeah. I'd have to, it, it all kind of blurs at this point. But, but do you like when you voted, uh, Dave, and when you vote, Bob, do you always put 10 on, or do you ever go less than 10 on oh, your ballot? No, no, not always. Last year, I think I was uh, seven, I think this year I was nine, I think. And, and why why would you just I mean the, the thresholds that you created for yourself said there aren't 10 guys that I would be comfortable in yeah, the the way, or, the or, reason, or to or to leave them on the ballot the, I mean the, the reason that when Bob, Bob says uh, how can you add somebody new well, like I don't know I more and more people uh, convince me about Wagner Billy Wagner the reliever like Cito used to say his biggest complaint always was like, why, what are you guys doing with Lee Smith? The problem is we don't know what to do with relievers. You know, like, I mean, in our day and age, Goose Gossie's got a save. He pitched three innings. He came in with, he came in with two guys on or something. Now they have to have a clean inning. They can't, you know, they only pitch one inning. They, they might face a six, seven, eight, or seven, eight, nine hitter, and the guy gets a save. Saves are not all created equally. Like, Eckersley certainly belonged. Uh, Hoffman belonged, but... Uh, it, we don't really know what to do with relievers. Yeah, it's it's a it's a new category basically. Yeah. 
Now, it is, I, it, I was going to ask you one guy. I, I kept reading through this whole process about Gary Sheffield. Um, and maybe Gary Sheffield's problem was he played a lot of years in, you know, for teams that weren't necessarily high-profile teams when he played in San Diego. Um, it, it, is Sheffield yeah. a Hall of Famer? Is, is, is Sheffield a Hall of Famer, Bob Elliott? Yeah, I voted for him. I don't know if he's going to make it. Perk? I, I I didn't vote for him last year. No, I, I once again I think he's close. I'm a small hall guy. I tended to have a fewer names on on my ballot than uh, than a lot of people. Uh, I was I, a small. And 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 what about you know? There's a lot of guys. I mean, I I look at three players, and we you you touched on the steroids, Perk. I look at Andy Pettit, I look at Manny Ramirez, and I look at Alex Rodriguez, and do you think any of them will ever get in? And do they deserve to be in? Perk? Well, I, I voted for A-Rod. I mean, he's one of the top 8, 10 players in history. I don't think there's any way you can you can deny that. It's, uh, I mean... It's a drug issue. Well, Period. of course. Alleg and alleged. Alleged drug issue. Yeah. No, it's yeah. a drug issue. Well, alleged case, he admitted it, but he admitted it. But, you know, it, I voted for Clemens. I voted for Bonds. Every year they were eligible, so... It, uh, you know, I always said, you know, steroid use or alleged steroid use is one factor among many. So it's the same thing with Aaron. His greatness Bob Elliott. Too great to deny. Uh, Where are I you with that? Vote, I didn't vote for Aaron. No. no. No, why I, not? I mean, uh, well, I mean, they talk about that character clause with, uh, like, he sued the union, he sued the Yankees, he sued the. Uh, uh, the guy, uh, Michael Weiner, who was dying, uh, brain cancer, the head of right. the, you know, like, uh, that, was, that was terrible. I mean, uh, I, I'm not, I mean, he's got a long way to go. I think this is his fourth or fifth year, maybe. Yeah. I mean, there's, it, things might change, but I, I don't, uh, right now, no, I had, uh, I didn't vote for him. What about you, McCown? Would you, would A-Rod be not on your chance. ballot? Not a chance. Not a chance I'd vote for him. No. What about any any of the steroid guys? Bonds? None. None. I voted for Bonds and I voted for Clemens. No, I w I'm sorry, but uh, the baseball put in rules. They weren't my rules. They were baseball's rules, and these guys broke the those rules. And I can't uh, I can't give them credit in the Hall of Fame when they did that. And Rodriguez is a guy who broke the rules. And has admitted, has he not? Well, I mean, yeah, I, I do. But you know, I think what the the key thing is, and both Perk and and Bob Elliott have talked about it. That sometimes the rules change. They they do. Uh, I mean, I wonder at some point, and this is just up for speculation. I wonder when you have a a, a safety net like the Veterans Committee, will they revisit that kind of thing? At some point, well, will they we revisit Barry Bonds? We, I don't know. I have no idea. Maybe they will, no, but and should I can't they? do anything about it. I think they were, I think I think they were on the last one, uh, not this year, but the year before. And I think the Veterans Committee is even more against uh, the steroid yep. guys than the writers were. Probably, probably. Yeah, we I think never so. know. No. The 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 other thing about. Hall of Fame, I, and I used to enjoy doing it, was I'd always kind of look forward to the next year, and I always say, well, who's coming next year? 
Because mm -hmm. next year, there might be a couple of slam dunks. Like next year is Ichiro. Slam dunk. Absolute yep. slam yes, dunk. Yes, he is. Right? And, and there's other, like, I'm not saying there's a slam dunk or he'll even get there. Russell, I think Russell Martin's on next year. CC Sabathia. Like there are guys, uh, King Felix, I think is next year. Like there's, there's always another group coming. So you, you kind of, I know this year's ballot is this year's ballot, but you always kind of look forward to next year and say, you know, next year I got two, three guys for sure who are, you know, know guys, I'm gonna, yeah. yeah. So it'll be, it'll be interesting. Bob, would you ever put somebody in the ballot just to make just to try to ensure that they were on the ballot next year? Yeah, that's kind of what I did with Batista. I doubt he'll even get the five percent, but I don't have a problem voting for him one one year or two years. You know, like is it like David Wright? I know some guys in New York. David Wright apparently is a wonderful gentleman. Uh, injured with the the back injury, had his career cut short. Uh, he has a lot of empathy, but I don't think he'll. Uh, I don't think he'll make it. It's sim somewhat similar to that. Yeah. What about Todd Helton? Uh, yes, uh, I think he belongs. I didn't think he, I didn't think he should be first at a Walker, but uh, Walker got in. Yeah, I voted. For, I voted for both those Perky. guys. Any thoughts on Helton? I I'm trying to remember. I. I don't think I voted for him uh, yeah. in the in the past. No, I, I I'm trying to remember who else I voted for last year. But I, I oh Roland, I'm Roland, Roland. Yeah. yeah, Roland got in, and uh, I remember adding Kent and Arod and uh, uh, two or three other guys. I, Kent, yeah. Kent, I think would have a chance with the with the, the veterans yeah. with the Hall of Famers. Yeah. Once again, I, like to me, Lou Whitaker should be in before Kent. That's just me. Yeah. So, uh, so that leads me. Yeah. How 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 does a guy like Lou Whitaker, who was you know a big part of those Tigers teams in the eighties, how does he get bypassed? Is it just the fact that there are other bigger names on the ballot at the time? Yep. Absolutely. Sure. It, I mean, it, every ballot is different, right? Every year it's different, and you and you have different interpretations of the guys you like. And the guys you don't like, and it's you know he he just got caught in the in the on the wrong side of things for a few years, but uh, you know second baseman generally and, and catchers are woefully underrepresented, I think. So yeah. I remember the start. Why do you think catchers are underrepresented? I think because ultimately, not many catchers have big offensive numbers. You know the wear and tear, the banging. You know, and you know yourself, a catcher who catches 115 games now is considered a workhorse. Right. I think a lot of guys look at it and say, well, he's not as good as Bench. Or he's not as good as Yogi Berra. You know, well, who are, who are as good as those guys? You know? right. Yeah. Are I, there I mean, any catchers? Can you think of uh, one or two catchers? That should be in the Hall of Fame in your opinion. I think Buster Posey has a shot. Yeah. Yeah, he does. For sure. Yeah. What about the question for the past. The question for Posey though that will be uh did he play long enough, right? Because in the end he was the, the injuries really racked up for him, right? And that's the question on Maurer too, because you know, Maurer's numbers as a catcher, three batting titles as a catcher. 
tremendous. But then he went to first base, and his numbers as a first baseman are replacement level. They are yeah. not good, right? So mm -hmm. I mean, there's a there's a difference right there. Yeah, I I think Maurer's undeniable three batting titles as a catcher to me is is terrific. You know what I mean? It's like it's like Barrett. Barrett seven years in a row was first, second, third, or fourth in the MVP vote. Seven years in a row. I mean, that's that's phenomenal stuff. But the thing about the thing about Maurer is he's he's from St. Paul, correct? Which is yeah. which would be like, I don't know, Mississauga to Toronto or whatever. Compared, you know, Minneapolis, St. Paul. So so I mean in ninety, the World Series MVP is Jack Morris. 91, no, 91, and then 92, Winfield uh, gets a game-winning hit from St. Paul, Morris from St. Paul, and then 93, it's Molitor from St. Paul. Here's another guy from St. Paul. Who's from Minneapolis? <laughs> <laughs> no, there's... I mean, it's not a big city, St. Paul. I've been there a couple of times. <laughs> now you're now you're starting now you're starting to talk like somebody from Minneapolis. That's what you're Minnesota <laughs> nice, yep. You could be oh. on Florida. Well, the only guy I want to see to get in, and I know he he probably doesn't have a chance, is Mark Burley because he kept the games under two hours. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Mark Burley to me was whether it was here or whether it was with the White Sox, my goodness gracious, he was just a treat to watch. Never sure could catch her off. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Hey boys, thanks for this. It's uh, Thank it's you guys. always it's always a great debate. It's always Good fun. To see you. Uh, the uh, the, the ballots seen. will be the, the ballots in the uh, Hall of Famers will be announced uh, in the last week of of January. It'll be fascinating to see who in fact gets to Cooperstown and the Baseball Hall of Fame. Dave Perkins, Bob Elliott, thanks very much, Bob, and I'll be back after this. Thanks, Good boys. to see you, Robert. Thank Take you. Care. See you, Bye, guys. All right. What never gets mentioned, Bob, about the uh, about baseball's Hall of Fame is, is that the, the moment you get voted in, and the moment you have a chance to go to Cooperstown and speak, the amount of money that you have the opportunity to make, the moment you can write the initials H O F after your name in the memorabilia world, grows exponentially i was told one day that being in a hall being in baseball's hall of fame could mean up to two million dollars a year for each of these guys that gets it yeah it wouldn't surprise me no i mean th that that alone uh and i'm not sure what it's like for the other sports i'm not sure what it's like for basketball and or, or for hockey or for football but baseball where memorabilia is such a big factor that to me is absolutely so. fascinating. And and let's face it, some of these guys that are getting in, although in these later years, but some of the, the guys that get in and have been in probably make more money now as retired players and members of the Hall of Fame than they ever did as players in the in the game. When you, you know what's it. interesting is uh the is just the general manager of the Blue Jays has tried to emphasize defense he did last year with yep. his corner outfielders and i'm here to say there's some value in in what he he prescribes but what does defense mean when you're picking a hall of famer 
usually it means nothing because there are no there are very few if any stats that you can look up that reflect your defensive ability I, right? I, I guess just gold gloves I guess really right more than anything well maybe errors but not much yeah not much it's you know um Perk talked about second baseman not right. being uh, being underrepresented. Well, how many second basemen in three hundred? Very few. Yeah, very few. So it doesn't matter how good you are defensively. The baseball Hall of Fame voters will overlook you because they don't have anything on a piece of paper that says how good you are. You were just, you tweaked me to think back who was the greatest second baseman that I remember ever playing the game. And, and the, the, the name that comes to mind probably quicker than anybody else would be Joe Morgan. Who? Sorry. Joe Morgan. Joe Morgan. And, but, but Joe Morgan is in there for his bat more than he is for sure he defensive is. prowess. You know, that's a good point. Anyway. Uh, thanks for this, Bob. We'll thank uh, you, we'll, John. We'll, get we'll back see you next week, Monday. I hope. I hope. What are you talking about? I hope. Of course, we'll be here Monday. You never what know. Oh, stop it! You'll be sh just show up, will you? Just okay. show up. I'm, I'm tired of this. I will. That's Bob McCowan for producer Hugh McClarty. I'm John Shannon. Thanks for listening to the McCowan Podcast.